and welcome to episode 17 of Sometimes Heroes. My name is James, and I'll be your Game Master. Let's introduce our players. My name is Winter, and I'll be playing the elf druid Sariel. My name's Amanda, and I will be playing the dwarven bard Galena. Mark. My name is Mark, and I'll be playing the human shield bearer Gij. My name is Molly, and I am playing Eden, the human sorcerer. My name is Eric, and I am playing Sten, the half-orc barbarian. I'm also playing from a hotel bathroom, hence the audio quality. My apologies. Uh, they, w- they would not lend him the 40 towels required to soundproof the room, so that's that. And last time on Sometimes Heroes, you all finished off the lycanthropy threat by slaying Yanni and speaking with the king. You went around the city, tying up loose ends, and also just sort of fooling around and relaxing, knowing that you are now free of the curse. Later at the Milan estate, those who were afflicted had the curse physically leave them and run off to the moon. It's good times. But now the five of you awake in the Milan estate. Again, it is a warm morning, but you can hear the light pitter-patter of rain outside. Hmm. I don't want to wake up. That sounds good. Mm. Yeah, time to put on sweatpants and watch movies. Don't it just. (laughs) I think we have neither of those in this world. I'm sure we have something very close to sweatpants. Possibly. At least the nobles do. So I believe all of you have agreed to take a message to the Vlovale in an effort to avert this impending war. Well, I know Eden has a message and we are to safeguard the message. Yeah, but we're all taking it. Yeah, but it's not like, for a moment, it's not like individual messages. Nope. A message for the group. Okay, that is correct. What you doing? Hey, buddy. Wait, who are you? Hey, buddy. I'm confused. The group in general. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you guys what to do. It's, it's It's your turn. I've... It is the morning. You all wake up. Well, Gij will go through his notes and see what's left to account for. And most things seem to be accounted for. We've cleaned up things, except we have not visited Avery yet. So he's going to keep a mental note that we need to do that. And then he'll get dressed sure. and head downstairs. Okay. Are the rest of you just getting up and getting breakfast? or? I am 100% in for breakfast. Breakfast sounds pretty good. That sounds delightful. That is, I and also Galena. <laughs> Uh, if it's raining, going to get up at a leisurely pace, probably wash up, grab a couple of things that I don't want to forget to take with me, mainly my journal, just in case, throwing on comfortable clothes and heading down to consume some sweet, sweet breakfast. You all arrive in the breakfast nook of the Milan estate, no less than 50 square yards of majesty and flapjacks. But... <laughs> Not quite that majestic, but your parents and many servants await you and the party. On one wall, you can see packs all strapped up with sleeping rolls, blankets, and other accoutrements necessary to camping. Five of them ready for you. Cool. That is awesome. Who shall we thank for these magnificent gifts? Uh, daughter, that would be us. Um, That's what I was assuming. We don't want you to go out there unprepared. I'm, I know you've been camping before, but this will be different. Don't spend all your money at inns. It seems like small expenditures every single time, but they add up. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I'm an adult. I know how these things work. I appreciate all of the advice, but really, it's it's fine. I got this. How hard could this possibly be? It's only international relations. It's only war. Of course. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very proud of you. Your dad sort of pulls your mother back from doting as hard as she can and says, yes, we're very proud of you. We've packed your bags already. You're going to need to grab food. Your mother's packed some of your favorite pastries, though, and yours. Aww. But uh, feel free to eat. I know you're in a rush. Do I get pastries, too? Oh, pastries uh, yes. for all. We can pack more for everyone. 
Huzzah! Galena, Galena grins excitedly. He's just making a few notes just to keep sure he's got track of everything. And when he hears the talk of pastries, he just slips a cookie out of his pocket from the previous day when Numerian was snacking down. No need to explain it. He can just be creepy. Just snacking. Why is that creepy? That's not creepy. Because you've got breakfast and you're just eating pocket food. Well, guess what's getting cut out here? (laughs) No, no, leave it in. Leave in the pocket cookies. It's getting left in. Don't take out your shame, Mark. All right. Galena holds her hand out to Guiche. She wants some more, some pocket cookies too. He, pocket he, cookies he, for all? He, he, he nods, seeing someone can appreciate some, <laughs> some opportunistic snacks. He gives her a couple. Okay, uh, so yes. what is your guys' plan for the morning? They imply that you should leave today, but you've got nearly a month before anything happens, and it should only take, as the crow flies, a week to get there. Oh, okay. Well then, I guess we do have time to lounge around in just our sweats. Just lay them out. Yeah, let's just chill. We got a nice house. Watch some. Ooh, let's um, plays. let's let's play truth or dare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Typical post adventuring stuff. Also, maybe we should go. We have supplies, but maybe we should go get our specialized supplies. Like I might need to replenish. I don't. I don't remember if I have replenished my medical packs, but I might need to do that. Maybe get something like pie or something. Ooh, uh, maybe. Ooh, ooh. yeah! I want to get a bow and arrows, even though I have no idea how to use it. <laughs> well, you, you have. Gotta start, go for it. You gotta start somewhere, I guess. And Galena probably might want to get her instruments looked at by a professional instrument tuner slash maker, so they're all in shape for the journey. There is none more professional than Galena herself attending her own instruments, besides the masters of Zolograda. Okay. <laughs> By the way, Eden, you already have a bow. Oh, right, because Gray Fox and I were shooting at Ice Muppets back in the day. I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about that. Good times. Good times. You're still All right, holding never on mind. to that murderer's old bow. I mean, that guy. Well, didn't, All right. we, didn't we buy two bows and then he found a third one? So should we not have two bows? Or did Dude, he... that was like 10 episodes ago. I can't even remember what I ate no, for no, breakfast no, no. this, well, this I'm, morning. I'm checking with, with, our, with our, 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 our GM. Our esteemed with, game master? Yes, our esteemed game master. So did he take two bows with him? He had two bows. And right. he got a fancy bow, so he still had two bows, and then he gave one to Eaton. Mm, okay. So he still has two bows, ostensibly. He will scarf down a cookie and then be with Galena. Yeah, that's something good to do other than the general goods that Edith's parents have provided us. And then he flips through his little notebook. He's like, oh, we should probably check on Avery. I think she's at the Temple Paylor. Ah, yes, my lifelong friend who I totally did not <laughs> forget existed. We should probably go see how she's doing. See, this makes me feel better about Nami. <laughs> but yes, that's a good call. Well, he wasn't really your uncle, don't worry. Outside. Oh, okay, well then that just makes it, you know, then I do- totally don't care at all. <laughs> Outside of the window, you see a couple swarthy workmen in somewhat respectable clothes in the white pattering rain, assembling a coffin for Nami, who lies nearby under a tarp. Makes me miss my days as a swarthy workman. <laughs> so, what, like last week? Yes, then. Not even like three days ago feels feels like a while feels like forever so much adventure indeed so are you splitting up to do things or are you all gonna follow eden or galena to her instrument repair i say we roll deep to the uh temple of paylor all of let's us let's go to the mall <laughs> you mean the bazaar oh, yeah i imagine we can check on avery and then go to the bazaar most of the shops we'll need will probably be there the marketplace. All right. So you're heading to the temple first? Yeah. Sure. To the okay. temple. I feel like really? there's been another How I Met Your Mother reference in this show at some point, Molly. 
don't so remember really, what it was. Really quick. I'm glad that at least one person knew where that was from. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I'm trying to think what the other one you said once was. I, so I knew what it was from. It's been a while, though. <laughs> okay, cool. The five of you exit the Milan estate with large packs upon your back. Galena finds hers, in fact, a little too heavy for her, as it is human-sized, and she is not a particularly buff dwarf. I'm uh, not no, sure she, that's right, actually. She kind of grunts No, she's just annoying. carrying a ton of stuff. Yeah, I mean, girls gotta be ready. You never know. <laughs> anyway, I need to work out a little bit. <laughs> the five of you walk along the mostly empty streets of Oblik, as people have had what your first inclination was to stay in during this pleasant downpour and you see the white spire of the Temple of Pelor in the distance. Before we go in, Gige puts his, his, his hand on Sten's arm. says, so that sword I gave you? I don't know if we want to ask them about this sword. I'm pretty sure it's an evil sword, and they wouldn't like it. So Seems reasonable. I wasn't planning on it, but yeah, I'll keep it in mind. Maybe just, I don't know, keep it tucked away until we get out of there. I can only tuck it away so much, but... It will unless, remain unless as you... tucked as ever. Yeah. Don't draw my sword in the Temple of Paylor. Got it. Yes. All right, so the five of you approach the temple doors, which are open, and there is, in front of it, standing a paladin. In fact, the scrawnier attempt at beard guy, he nods curtly at you as you approach, but then returns his stance to sort of stiff, looking into the distance time. You all carry on in? Well, he's not stopping us, right? No, he just gave you the what's up. Oh, yeah, isn't it free, like, open to the public? We don't really have to check yeah, in with anybody, right? Giving, right, I was just giving you the option to bother him if you wanted to. Okay, so you all walk past him. I know, and... I go and punch him in the face. <laughs> do it, do it, do it! No. Alright, sorry, I'm kidding, let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to irritate offended. James. <laughs> I was no, like, Please you would only jump. be irritating uh, Tim the Paladin. <laughs> Tim! <laughs> I am Tim the Enchanter. Yes. There, there are some who call me... Me. Tim. Tim. <laughs> yes. All right, so you step into the temple. It is relatively empty. You can see people going about their business. Since there is cloud cover outside, it is a little dark, and candles are lit every which away. There is just a low, continuous murmur of people praying and, in general, shuffling about as you guys walk in. So you got any idea where Avery's being kept? Or... Uh, yeah, I would totally know that she would be in the place with the things. Eden, roll a quick religion check. Oh, I, I rolled a 12. It's not terribly hard to think of where she might be. She would either be in her cloister, which is basically one of the long side halls which with a bunch of little cells, little austere rooms for the clerics and paladins to sleep, or she is being held somewhere beneath in the you know catacombs beneath the church. All right, let's go to the less foreboding of those two places first, which I imagine would be the former thing. Oh, you're not you're not a big fan of uh, graves and spookiness. Okay. <laughs> well, it is it is the season for that. Indeed. So Eden guides you to the left of the door, down some narrow hallways to a long stone hallway with little wooden doors on both sides, pretty closely packed, and takes you about sixteen down, and then you're at her door, which is closed. I will knock. Okay. You knock, and there is a light groan from inside, but no answer. A feminine groan? Uh, it's debatable. No, it's. Uh, it, okay. it sounds like. <laughs> Let's debate it. It sounds like Avery. What do you think? Does it sound like okay, a I will... bad sandwich? 
Oh, yeah, it's probably just, like, a bad burrito or something. Yeah. I will call out to her. What do you call out? Just her name? Avery, are you in there? Is that groaning something I should be alarmed about? Are you are you having bathroom time? <laughs> you hear... And then you hear some sheets rustling, followed by feet shuffling across the floor towards you. And the door swings open, and you see Avery, her red hair askew, not in its traditional ponytail. Her Cossack disheveled and half-hiked up on the left into her belt, and she says... Uh, hey, what's going on? He looks hungover if you've ever seen someone in such a state. Whoa, are, are you feeling okay? No, not uh, really. Uh, is Galena here? She's here, right? We're all Unless... I think we're all here. Okay, so can I roll medicine? Uh, sure. Do you want to establish what is wrong with her? Yeah, so I, I, well, what I want to do is my first instinct is probably like, I've got a, I've got a few remedies for this situation. And so she's going to kind of look her over to, but she's going to assess from where she is probably behind Eden, what's up and maybe come in and start administering anything she can to help as long as the medicine roll is decent. So I'm going to roll medicine. Okay. Gish will interrupt him and say, hey, great news. You're probably not going to turn into something now. We killed the lycanthrope. As Gish says this and Galena rolls a 25 on medicine, you give her Whoa. something. <laughs> you give Avery something that will purge toxins from her system. It's something you use for alcohol. But the moment she swallows it and Gish finishes saying that, she holds up one finger and just turns to the side and vomits smoke on the ground, which yeah. gathers into what seems like six or seven different tiny animals, which sprint out mostly towards the holy wings. holy lord Whoa. why didn't this happen to me or sten uh so once they knew that i was bitten we figured out i could take on more curses to save other people and it seemed like a good idea at the time it's you absorbed other like entropy cases yeah the the priests were pretty worried <laughs> and immediately vomits up a squirrel, smoke squirrel that sprints towards the window again. And this is why you are the most selfless person I know. Well, I was banking on you succeeding and me looking really good, you know? You do not look good right now, just saying. When Eden remarks, why didn't this happen to me instead? He's confused because I'm sure he cannot see these smoke animals coming out oh, of yeah, her face. Oh yeah, you cannot. So he's just going to tug up his blindfold to see if he can actually see them. I will do a wisdom save as always. Yep. 15. Gish sees Avery dry heaving and everybody reacting extremely to everything. And what you see, Gish, as these smoky beasts sort of tear their way out, they look like little, almost uh, sea anemones. Mm -hmm. You know, mini, mini spines, black smoke creatures pouring out of her mouth, mm -hmm. then rolling around on the floor and immediately shooting towards the nearest window. So they don't look like smoke to me? They look like actual creatures? They look like creatures made of smoke, but Ooh. they are all the same. Ah, okay. Avery, once she recovers her faculties again, gives Eden a quick hug and then pushes you away before she has to relieve herself of more smoke. But she says as she finishes, thank you. I, I was pretty sure you could do it, but I admit there was a moment in which I was pretty sure I was going to change into some abomination or just die. And then you were going to die too. And I was really sad that I couldn't find you. Try to take yours too. Although they were saying oh, I couldn't wow. take any more. 
So I'm amazed that you were willing to do that, but we wanted to come by to make sure A, that you were not dead, and B, that you knew that we were also not dead. And I hate to see you feeling this way, but how long is it going to take for you to get better if you've taken on so many of these other people's curses? I don't know, but they figure it can't last much longer than the full moon in the sky, at least hopefully. So how many how many oh, squirrels have you vomited up so far? Like ten, hundred? Uh, no, it's only been about thirty. Squirrels, not bad. Pretty good, respectable. <laughs> Thanks, but they're gonna have me moving out to Hamel's Crossroad. They're attaching me to the regulars to make sure they stay moral and don't commit too many war crimes. You heard about this, right? No, um, you are speaking Chinese essentially right now, so. Any elaboration would be welcome. You mean she's speaking High Goblin, Eden? <laughs> she's speaking High like, Goblin. What's Chinese? I haven't heard of this language. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> making up words. Chinese, that's not a thing. I've heard it's some kind of like fey language, maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway, point is, because the elves attacked us, they're retaliating, and apparently the hobgoblins are on our side. Who knew? And... They want to attach as many paladins as they can, not really to fight so much as to keep our soldiers from doing anything bad, you know, killing civilians and whatnot. Ah, I see. But, I mean, there's only like one of us to every 200 soldiers, so good luck, me. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Uh, best of luck, I I think. After that awkward moment passes, Avery says, So, you and your friends did it. Where are you going? What, are you staying in town? Are they, you guys going to keep hanging out? Uh, well, I, I am just as amazed as anybody else that we managed to solve the lycanthropy problem. But, actually, now that you mention it, we have been tasked with trying to stop a war, essentially. So, wish us luck! I will. And then, Look at you. And then I'll... I'll go ahead and give her the short version of everything that's happened over the past 24 hours. Right. You fill her in, and she seems very pleased that you're on the case and not some other noble. Eden, huh, I, those other nobles. If anybody else was doing it, I would be pretty sure that I was just about to go from one near-death situation into another, but maybe you're going to take this one for me too. So uh, I win on the best friends thing. I am honored yet completely shocked that you actually think that I'm going to succeed. But thank you. I don't know. That guy seems pretty uh, capable. She points at Sten. Oh yeah, he's awesome. Damn straight. <laughs> As you were saying this, you hear a light <clears throat> coming from behind you and the high cleric is standing in the door. Excuse me. I think it is time for Avery to rest. All right, well, I guess is this, is this, we'll is leave this you the, alone. Wait, is this Sorry. the guy talking? He's not the, the dude who likes eating a lot, right? No, this is James's old man voice. Okay, it's, okay, he's, he sounds exactly the same, but it's apparently a different different old guy. Old, wise. They're I'm brothers. assuming he has like a long white beard. Uh, this is the guy with the old white beard, yes. Excellent. Is this Excellent. the guy whose idea it was to experiment on someone? Qua? What? With the infection of multiple... Was that Avery's idea? To be infected with multiple lycanthropes? Are you asking this to him, or are you asking if you know? Well, I'm asking him if it was his idea to experiment. Avery answers from behind you. It was my idea. Uh, 
I figured I was already infected and they weren't going to let me leave. I might as well do something useful. Okay. In front of you, the high cleric says, Yes, Avery is very brave. We, in fact, told her no until we prayed and the light gave her the power to do what she said. We did not think it possible. Praise Paylor. Indeed, praise Paylor. May his light shine, even in these dark times. So Gigi's blindfold is currently still pulled up over one eye. Does anything else seem strange in the room, other than the usual bunch of people overlapping in a single space thing? The room has been steadily filled with very boring, mundane Cossack dudes and ladies, but as the High Cleric appears, he seems younger and more virile than the last time you saw him. Oh, okay. Seems to be standing straighter and, in general, projecting more of an air of confidence. Gotcha, but gotcha. you realize things are getting a little wonky, so you put your mask back on, and he goes back to seeming very old. So I then ask, what would have happened if we didn't stop the outbreak? What would have happened to Avery? What would she have turned into on the full moon? We are fairly confident she would have turned into an abomination, worse than all the rest. But we were ready to bring down Palos Holy Fire to cleanse the region and save her soul from all the demons. Holy crap. Okay. How did you do transfer the curse? I do not do anything. It is Paylor's might that is channeled through us. So you guys asked Paylor to do it and he hooked you up? In I mean, he made speaking, it happen? Yes. Okay. Huh. Avery, rest now. There are many trials ahead. And Eden, you and your compatriots, I believe, have been tasked with a heavy burden. You should be on yes, your way. Yes, you are probably right. Should we uh, go say prayer with Paylor before we go? Of course. Really? Uh, you of all people, Geech, are going to suggest this? I thought you hated all of this mumbo jumbo. Well, we found Avery this way last time, didn't we? Yes, we did. I would like to try. Are you guys eye talking again? No, he's speaking out loud. Okay. <laughs> and, well, I mean, oh, I thought it's we were just having a, a one of those mind conversations that they have on how I met your mother. And it would be kind of impossible for Geech to eye talk to anyone, so. That's true. Anyway, what are you guys doing? All right. In that case, let's go say a prayer. Hooray. What does Sariel think about that? Mm. And Galena. Galena's a little curious, but a little disgruntled at the same time. She wasn't a part of the last prayer where someone was found, so she doesn't really know that it's like useful in particular. Sariel's pretty curious and uh, willing to tag along. Okay. So the lot of you are brought to the main chamber where there's the giant window facing west where the sun should be coming through. But again, it's cloudy and you cannot see it. The high cleric leads you all to the front and begins reciting a sort of long and boring prayer. Are you guys specifically asking for something? To succeed in our quest or at least not screw it up too badly. General blessings. Anybody else going for something specific? Galena asks for uh, fame and fortune and the musical world, and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, she doesn't like, she's not really taking it seriously. He's just mutters some peace of mind, and that's it. <laughs> Ariel, Sten, anything? Safe travels. Uh, yes, safe travels and the luck to not look like a complete idiot traveling through the wilderness, being that I'm more of a city person. All right, roll religions, y'all. Whoa, critical failure. Gish rolls a five and can't quite remember what pose he took for the prayer last time. For a moment, he's going to put his arms up into a Y shape, but then he feels it's wrong, so he makes an L shape. Don't. What? Don't. Don't what? Y-L-C-A. No, yes. no. <laughs> it's actually a Dark Souls and Bloodborne reference. Ah. Oh my god. Okay, so everybody just uh, rattle off what you rolled. 
Galena rolled a 15 religion for her prayer. <laughs> Stent rolled a 1. Not a critical failure. failure. Not a natural one, but a 1. Mario rolled a 3. Whenever you roll a red number, it means you rolled a 1. Always mention that you critically failed. I critically failed, everyone. <laughs> he rolled a 5. And Sariel? Sariel rolled a 3. It was a critical failure. Eesh, guys. You're, you're like talking to gods here. Roll in there with all these two critical fails and no successes. Boss. Oh, wait. Actually. Does this mean we're, we're not going to get our prayers answered? Yep. Galena did pretty good. <laughs> Galena is the only one who succeeded. And you have a moment in which a tiny ray of light goes through and sort of pierces your eye in an annoying fashion and leaves ah. you with the impression that Taylor does not approve of your wish. Galena goes, ah, yeah, yeah. And then rubs her eyes and goes, well, gee, I, got, I guess I'll just find another god then. It's not like I, it's not like I can't think of what I want to say to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are a lot to I choose love, from in this universe. Yeah. I love the description of light piercing your eye in an annoying fashion. I didn't see that in like a holy book. And lo, the light doth pierce his eye in an annoying fashion. <laughs> the gods are... <laughs> Yeah, she already prays to a god, sort of, in a, in a kind of, I don't want to say ironic way, but in a sort of, she uses the god's name to mumble curses or whatever when she's annoyed, or to, like, say his name when she needs something, but she doesn't know. Now you have really a new knows. god to curse on. Yeah. <laughs> now whenever something does something to her in an annoying fashion, she knows who to blame. Indeed. The gods are fickle. But at least it doesn't cost you anything to pray, other than a few minutes. Except for Eden and Sariel, you can't help but feel a sense of foreboding as dark, cloudy shadows cover the portions of the window in front of you, casting shadows just over the two of you, and you look, share a glance, seeing light enveloping everybody but you. Woohoo! Sometimes. The high clerk finishes his prayer, lowers his hands, and says, Go with Paylor. I wish you the best of luck. In your endeavors, war serves no one. Well, all right. Shall we head to the marketplace? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just think it's funny that Giza's like, guys, let's go shopping. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some people want to sit around and not even leave today, and Giza's yeah. like, nah, no, nah, we need to avoid a war. <laughs> like, is there like a ballet in town? I've never had money and time before. <laughs> is there ballet in this world? Well, just be a spinthrift. And once we make sure, you know, thousands of people don't die, then we can enjoy our wealth. Fair enough, fair enough. Indeed. You raise a very fair point. So you guys go shopping. Is there anything specifically you guys want to buy? Before we do anything and head off to any shops, I realize I still have Obaru's uh, broken wand. I guess I never mm -hmm. handed it over to, who's he was it? To the king or Kai or Namirian. And I ask Eden or Sariel, like, what should we do with this? Because... You two are magic, and I don't, yeah. Should we, like, repair this? Should Sorry, what are you asking away? about? What are you well, asking about? I have Obaru's broken wand. What do you? What should we do with this? You're Could asking the wrong person. Eden, if she happened to roll a very high arcana, might be able to figure out a way to repair it. Ooh, 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 okay. So whenever I ask ooh, you Ooh, it's a about... 24. Is that good enough? That is good enough. Woo! You realize that with pretty minimal components and mending the non-magical components, you could repair the wand for a pittance of 50 gold. Do you want, do you use wands, Eden? Would this help you? I don't, I look between the two again because I'm still lost. I don't even know if this would help them. I do not use wands. I don't really know how much use I would get out of it. Anybody who is trained in Arcana can use a wand. I mean, yeah, I can use that. Totally. Okay, well, I'll give Eden the broken wand, 
I'll say just hopefully it doesn't have horrible evil cursed magic in it because yeah. Well, it won't after you're done with it because you're stripping all the old stuff out and putting in new stuff. Okay, there we go. So I'm going to go ahead and remove that from my sheet. Eden, are you going to attempt to prepare it? Oh, yes, of course. Subtract 50 gold from your character sheet and I will add that wand to you. What are the rest of you guys shopping for? And are you shopping just for the trip, like normal supplies like food? Or are you shopping for specific things? Because those are two different things, two different activities. I think Galena will be shopping for medical supplies. I think she needs some more. I don't remember picking. I know she got money to get medical supplies. Your inventory Uh, should. And you can just say, I pick up medical supplies and subtract money, add numbers. Okay. And to go to a music store and to get her, because she has the silver fife, which wasn't hers. The party gave it to her because she needed something silver to play. I think maybe she would try selling her panpipes and the silver fife to get a pair of silver panpipes or a couple of silver, like uh, her own. I don't know if it's called a pair of panpipes or what it's called. Anyway, she wants silver panpipes and to just get some of her strings replaced probably on her loot. And yeah, maybe to, yeah, basic okay. music upkeep. Are we cool with her selling the fife? Do we still have the fife? I have it. Oh, okay. So you're just, you're just going to like on the slide sell off that fife without telling us, huh? Well, I mean, I healed you guys enough. Like, it's all right, all right. worth something, isn't it? I hope it? we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Well, I, what I'm doing is I'm selling it to buy silver panpipes. Because I play so, As far as we know, they're, are they just, there's nothing about magical about them other than that they are silver. That was the gist, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, sounds, sounds legit. All right, you do you, girl. Okay. Stan is going to buy a rope, because a rope seems like something you need. Like a okay. good, really nice rope. So, I see in my inventory I have a vial. What is that? Is that the, uh... It's the empty vials of poison and specifically the, where the powdered silver was in. Okay, but they're empty. There's nothing left in them. Yeah, they are empty. Okay, I guess Does the only thing... Anyone... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Go. Winter, it's your time. Ah, I was just going to ask if anyone's currently carrying a tinderbox. I am carrying a tinderbox. I don't need that for. Uh, starting, starting fires. That's for starting fires. Oh, okay. Basically, those were given to everyone in their packs, except for Sariel. You can okay, get okay. one as well at, if with your pack, but I don't think you need one. I think through craft, you can just start small fires. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we had... That somebody had one. You know, I realize now that I've referred to tinder boxes for years. I don't actually know what the hell a tinder box contains. Is it just like a bunch of like dried wooden stuff? Is it reusable? It's where you swipe left for people you don't like. Swipe <laughs> right for people you do. No, it's flint and steel and some flammable material, basically. Okay, so just a box of tinder and flint and steel. Fair enough. So you guys went shopping. Right. Would I be able to Got buy any poisons or, or sleeping potions? Any of the real good stuff? You could attempt to hit up the underground and get these things. Ah, uh, nah, never mind. I won't try. I mean, my group has quite the bounty of magic. It should be okay for now. Indeed. So, are you guys ready to travel is the question. Or are there more things you want to do in the town? Would there be any advantage to having our weapons taken to the, you know, to a smith? Or if I were to do maintenance on our weapons, would there be any benefit? It is... Basically, like the mundane day-to-day things, it assumes you are taking care of your stuff. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Basically, I subtract money every day that passes, and it's your lifestyle costs. All right, then. And that so, includes, you know, your whetstone for your sword to keep it sharp. Gotcha. So then the last thing I'll ask is, would there be an alternative to my throwing knives? I kind of want something that's long-ranged. There are myriad alternatives. Obviously, there's crossbows. What about a slingshot? I wouldn't be able to do much damage with a slingshot, would I? Uh, it's not a slingshot, it is a sling, which is just a little strap of leather that you put a rock in and spin it around and throw it, and it does lots of damage. Yeah, People you can... killed it. People killed folk with that back in the day, a lot. How much would that run me? A sling is very, very cheap. It is a peasant's weapon. Huh. And of course I would just have stones, right, that I picked up? Yep. Well, heck, why not? I'll buy a sling then. Alright, it's on you guys to tell me when you're ready and what you're doing. I'm ready. Don't know about the rest of y'all, though. Helena is ready to get going and see the world and stop wars and play music. Wow, you're so cool. So cool. Just so cool. <laughs> Ooh, actually, before we go, I just saw something in the items. A spell guard shield. That sounds very useful. Is that expensive? I... Can I even find that? <laughs> no, is that? It's a magical it is... item. That's all I know. Oh, while holding the shield, you have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects, and spells attacks have disadvantages against you. That is not something they sell. Darn, okay. That is something a super cool hero over there uses. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll get one eventually. Okay, then, Winter? I think I'm good. Then? I'm pretty good with my rope. <laughs> is the rope for your soap? No, the rope is... I don't know what the rope is for, but it's not soap. I was imagining myself eventually attaching my sledgehammer to it and kind of jury rigging and grappling hook, but it's, we'll, it's see, we'll see needs. where fate takes us. And we're, we're all buying food and stuff, right? We, it's like assumed. All right. The five of you head towards the northern gate and are getting ready to travel. For traveling, I'm pulling a mechanic from a game called Dungeon World, which has a much more narrative, free-flow fantasy feel as a role-playing game. It takes traveling and simplifies it so you don't have a day-by-day, hour-by-hour death march making your players describe what you're doing and explaining the terrain to them and whatnot. It puts all the emphasis on three major aspects, the scout, the navigator, and the quartermaster. The scout does something to avoid danger. Either see it coming, actively distract it from finding the party, they can describe it in any way they want, as long as they're doing that task. The navigator gets you to where you're going, though it's the person with the map figuring out where they're going, it's the person who is trailblazing through the thick jungle with a machete, is the person who makes sure you get there on time, instead of getting lost or getting waylaid by obstacles. The quartermaster does something to reduce the cost of the adventure, because otherwise you're buying a ton of food at the beginning and then running out halfway through and having to buy a bunch of food from a farmer or something, and you end up paying way more than you want to. Okay. You are heading north toward the Vale. Each little hex you're traveling is a day's worth of travel, assuming that the going is good. I will generally give you the obvious options of what way to travel. In this case, there is a main road that goes straight to where you're going, and there are also a myriad back roads that you could take if you wanted to be less visible. Can I play my music for money for us? If we were to stop by a tavern, could I say either cheat room and board or free room and board if I play for the night or something? That is a perfect suggestion. So if you guys were to take the main road, there would be inns every day. And Galena's job could be to schmooze the innkeeper and play to reduce your fee. Hmm. I like that idea. I mean, we might as well take, there, we'll probably see people who want to prey on us if we take the main road, but the main road's the main road for a reason, so. <laughs> Let them try. Exactly. 
The only ones that are absolutely necessary is a scout, a navigator, and a quartermaster. You need food for the trip, you need to know where you're going, and you need somebody keeping a lookout. I feel lookout worthy. Seems, um, seems like a good stand task. I think our druid companion would be very good at probably one or two of those. Or all of them, but she can only do one. Druids are pretty versatile, yes. It's basically who in character do you trust with the map, who in character do you want running around outside of the group looking for trouble, and who do you I... want to put in charge of your food? I vote Eden for map, me for food. Well, and... you're already doing uh, schmoozing people. Yeah, me for schmoozing, Sariel for scouting, and Sten and Gij for strong arms. Wait, who's quartermastering? Wait, Don't I... aren't I schmoozing for food? Well, <laughs> you, you can schmooze to help, but that's not going to pay for everything. Because mm. your popular by, by demand feeds you specifically. Don't but I have it would be a... hard to get expanded to, for other people. Okay, Don't... well, I wouldn't mind trying to schmooze to get food for the rest of us. I could try, unless somebody else wants to be the quartermaster, for sure. Well, say, James, don't I have an ability that allows me to do menial work very easily over and over? Yes, you were very often in charge of keeping track of a bunch of mundane numbers and figures. Mm -hmm. Okay, then, I mean, I'll, I can just do quartermaster. What's, what of my stats would that be needed for? I mean, what intelligence. Stats would I need to... Oh, my intelligence isn't very good. And remember, depending on what you say you're doing... The role will be different. Well, then how about this? Eden, would you like to be the quartermaster since I think you're usually pretty good with people? I.e. you have high charisma? Yes, that is true. Sure. I think if anyone would be respected in various cities that we go into, it's probably going to be you. I could be navigator, I guess. Is that cool? I mean, because you said we have to like cut through stuff, right? Or, you know, sort of cut our path and whatnot. That was an example. But this specific adventure is on either a main road, which is well-maintained mm -hmm. and tra traveled, or along back roads, which would be traversing through still pretty tame farmland and whatnot. Well, I feel my character's pretty well traveled. If anyone else would prefer to be navigator. You have one other bonus is you're traveling on a road. It's hard to get lost. It's not like okay. you're going through, you know, the labyrinthine swamps of doom. <laughs> Is no one jazzed to be navigator? I'm, I'm happy to be navigator. You want to be navigator? I don't know if I'd be the greatest at it, but I, I'll do it. All right. Sten can be navigator. And look out. I'm looking at Serial. I, I mean, can, yes. It seems like navigator seems like the job, like, most good for someone who actually knows the wilderness to me, just intuitively. Would you prefer to it's... be lookout or navigate? Oh. Lookout seems to make more sense for Sten to me. Hold on, James, what are you going to say? Just so you guys know, one of your party just made this journey like two days ago. Right. I might, I might be a little bit familiar with this. She would be particularly effective at scouting and navigating. Well then, which one do you want to be, Serial? Because it seems you could be either one and you'd be very good at it. Oh, actually, I feel like Ariel being who she is and having taken a horse from the Willow Vale here would have advantage on scouting and navigating, but only if you guys take the back roads. Yes, I would be more comfortable scouting than navigating on the front roads. Civilization, how does it work? And she can also be an animal and okay, pretty then. much ignored the whole way. Okay, you want to be scout then? Sure. And Sten, did you want to be navigator? Sure, this is going to be good. And then as needed, me and Galena will assist with our own abilities. So Galena is schmoozing the inn, and Eden is buying supplies, and also schmoozing with the inn, probably. What is Gij doing? What's left to do? I mean, he's a servant, so he'll put his abilities to wherever he can. You can help someone. Uh, or do something else entirely, if you feel like something is necessary. I kind of feel like leaving myself a wild card, just in case. Unless someone really wants me to assist them. Gij is just going to kick back and wait no. until he's needed. 
Uh, you know what? How about it's, how about I'll I'll also be lookout. How about that? I'll be you lookout can be supernatural lookout. Yeah, I'll be lookout because maybe sometimes I can sneak a a magic peek with my brain, and I've been trying to find poisonous roots and stuff that Corn Theb advised me. So okay. I'm going to say yes, you can t- make a magic sneak with your brain if you roll a disadvantage. I, I would almost rather have you helping navigate. Ouch. You, you don't have to be t- together. It could be a situation where Winter is running around as an animal while Gij stands on the road, but his job is to keep his eyes open the whole time. You don't have to be attached to his blindfolded bum. Just is, there's like two lookouts. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's true. That would probably be the better setup. Okay, then. Two lookouts. Keyshin Serial, Eden's quartermaster, Sten is navigator, and Galena is working the crowd to get them, them them monies with her music. Okay, so this paints a picture for me that's pretty good because as you guys leave the city, you see a collection of guards. Lord Commander Primrose waves at you as you leave with a very dour and serious look on his face, as if he expects you to fail. But pretty legit, to be fair. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, that is fair. <laughs> He has probably assessed us accurately. Nah, he's a negative Nancy. So Galena is planning on schmoozing all the innkeepers that they come to and getting as many deals as you can and as many freebies as she can. Eden is acting as her manager, sort of keeping track of the money, spending as little as possible, trying to schmooze a little bit more money out of the crowds and inns and get the best deals for actual supplies when they need to buy it. Then is looking at the rough map that was tucked away in his pack and making sure you stay on the right road. It's the main road, but it is disconcerting sometimes that it twists and turns randomly around hills. Should we have bought a map before we left town, or is it too late? In this case, there are a myriad maps, and you were given one by the Milan family. Oh, okay. If you were going somewhere other than, you know, well-traveled trading route, Mm -hmm. it would probably be... Something where you could roll navigation at advantage if you found a map or bought one. Okay, makes sense. Gish is keeping vigilant watch occasionally, sneaking a peek through his blindfold. How is Sariel keeping watch? This is the part where I'm trying to decide if it's time to become a squirrel. But that's kind of a limited thing. Well, think about it like this. This is broad role-playing, and you can stay an animal for two hours, and then you can change back and take a 10-minute sit, and then change back. So it's conceivable that you can pretty much all day be an animal, with little breaks. I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure as an elf, you don't have much trouble running around in the forest. The problem is that this is not the forest. This is amber waves of grain. Yeah, like, if we were in the forest, we'd be like, I'm like 10 meters out ahead up in a tree. <laughs> but as is... Probably not straying too terribly far from the rest of the party. Uh, going up ahead and just kind of maintaining a perimeter around them and coming as, back to rest. As yourself or as an animal? As a lynx. Oh, so you're going to tell us you're going to tell us you can do that now, or are you going to sneak up like, "Hey, I'm going to go <laughs> do a druid thing. It's totally cool. I'm here somewhere." Uh, I'm I'm not being sneaky about it. No. Now that we know what you're trying to do, roll your skills. For Sariel, it will be nature. For Gish, it will be perception at disadvantage. For Sten, it will be a wisdom save, I think. For Sten, it will be an intelligence. Yeah. For Sten, it will be an intelligence save. Is it at disadvantage because sometimes I'm going to take a peek with my blindfold? Yes. What if I can choose not to take a peek with my blindfold and just use what I know about traveling? It'll be normal, but so... you'll get only one side of the picture. Fine, I'll roll perception disadvantage. It was a cool idea. Don't back out just because oh, the okay. numbers don't go with you. All right, well, I, I rolled it. Okay, Eden is going to roll intelligence save as well, and Galena is going to roll a performance. 
to wow the crowds. I rolled a 12. Galena rolled a 16. That's not her best work, but I guess she's on the road, a little tired. Sario rolled a 23. And at disadvantage, he surprisingly rolled a 20. Then rolled a 15 intelligence save. Awesome. You guys just jam along on this trip. Everything seems to go very smoothly. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the internet was being uncooperative, and we had to stop and reschedule. You may notice a slight change in audio quality across the board as we switch chat services, but the game must go on. You all start north from Obelik, packs laden with gear and a missive from the king to the Vlobale elves. After you press your way through the mass of traders, tradesmen, and farmers that have been held outside the north gate, almost immediately you find yourself in an idyllic but relatively sparse farmland. Lightly rolling rocky countryside expands to the horizon, with every inch of the limited arable land growing some kind of foodstuff. The main road is well-maintained, dirt, with stone bridges over distant wandering streams. You all did your rolls already, I believe, Gige and Sariel were scouting? Right. Okay, so as Sariel is running a la Lynx through the various strawberries and crops, Sariel, you find a small region of wheat that is dying. It appears to be very sick. And as you push through it, at the very center, there is a place where it has already been severely displaced, pressed to the sides, and you can see on the ground mottled black fur and some dung. Well, that seems like potentially bad news. For something to have displaced this much wheat around you, it should have left a path either in or out, and there doesn't appear to be one. So it came from below, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Winter, this is just you right now. Oh, my bad. I mean, you can have color commentary, but Winter, this is on you to progress. Even if you're just like, that seems uncanny and I want to bounce cat leap into the bushes. Does seem pretty uncanny. Um... Should I roll for history or arcana to see if I know anything about this strangeness that's going on? It depends on what you're looking at specifically. It could be survival or nature seems like the angles you would go with to determine what happened here. Uh, I think I'm going to roll nature. Well, don't tell me what you decided to roll. Tell me what you're doing. Because right now... There's a bunch of fur, footprints, but paw prints, and clearly there was a large body here. And there's also poop. Poop as well. Scat. It's all about the poo. Yep. So I want to try to figure out what what was here. Seeing if I can recognize any of these, these tracks or who, if I'm familiar with this. Okay, roll survival. Sorry, I rolled a 13. You can tell that whatever was here was very clearly a bear very clearly a sick bear. The scat, the way it was standing, everything about it, the fur seems mangy. It seems real bad in general, but other than that, you can't tell. And the very fact that there's no entry or exit where this bear should have come or have gone from this little area of displaced wheat seems odd. Yeah, I think if I have another action, I'm going to bounce back to the cart. Bounce. A lynx sniffs around the clearing and then immediately jumps back into the wheat, sprinting back towards the road where the rest of you stand. Moments later, Sariel Cat with cool tuft ears and I'm not sure what kind of fur appears. Describe your cat self. Sariel's kind of a, a small lynx with like light brown spotty fur. Cool. You all see this? Do we know that's her? Yes, I believe okay. you guys saw her say, I'm going to go scout, and then walk into the leaves as a cat-ish type creature. Okay. 
guess at that point, Gage will see her come back to the cart, and she's just sitting in the cart now. Ariel would approach Gage, and I, I want to say I have ability, an ability that uh, lets me communicate without needing to actually talk. I'm going to say, for simplicity and or complexity's sake, that speak with animals works on humans, but you have to spend a spell to do it as a cat. So it's one of those things where you can decide it's worth it to stay a cat and spend a spell slot. You can just meow urgently at me if you want. <laughs> Be like a pointer cat. Just extremely distressed meowing. But you got to do it. Um, no, I'm taking just a moment to kind of weigh what I'm up to. If you wanted to lead me to something, you could, like, start biting at my pant leg, and I'm like, what? Yeah, just, like, bite you. Well, no, I mean, just, like, try to get my attention. I don't want to lose HP. All the rest of your, you are here as well. Yeah, I know several languages, but I do not know cat. Sorry. <laughs> I am surprised that neither Sten nor Galena are getting all up on the cat pets. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I I will stay as a lynx, and I'll spend the speaks with animals. Does that come through as speaking common, or does it come through as sort of like a meow that is understandable somehow? Please do I a meow. I want to say, I'll, I'll say <laughs> yeah, I'll, like I'll say, please say it's a meow that comes out as understandable, <laughs> and then I have to meow back to you, which just makes me even no, which no, makes me look even crazier. No. Please no. <laughs> You look crazy enough just talking to the cat. Yes. You don't need to meow at the cat. Either way, it would be her meowing at you and you speaking back in common. Oh, okay. Sariel comes back to the rest of the group and just in a series of somehow understandable, like, meows and bizarre cat noises conveys that uh, there's a field up ahead that's just kind of dying. And in the middle of it, it looks like there was a sick bear, but it doesn't look like it left. It's just gone. Weird. Wait, the, weird sick bear is, the sick bear is gone? It seemed, it seemed like there was a bear, but there is no longer a bear there, and there is no sign that the bear left. The bear just ceased to be, and it's freaking me out, guys. It's freaking me out. Um, is it invisible bear? A well, phase bear? Let me let me go look at it. I mean, I'm, I'll be I'll I'll do my scout duties. Can you just lead me to where it was, Serial? Yeah, we can we can do that. All right. wasn't wasn't too terribly far away. Just out of curiosity, do uh, Eden, Galena, and or Sten have any comments about this? Because I feel like that was hilarious to see. What the cat? Yes, the cat come up and urgently meow at Gij and him turn to her and be like, "Yes, I will follow you." <laughs> so wait, we don't understand the meows. It's just him. Is that what I'm understanding? I feel like it's up to. Sariel to decide who understands her meowing. That makes uh, sense to me. I'd be good with, with everyone in the party understanding. But okay. it's still a meow, and we just don't understand why we understand it. Is that what's going on, essentially? We're like, that cat meowed, but I know what it's saying. <laughs> you can be as freaked out as you feel like your person would be, but you've encountered a lot of weird magic out of that lady. Indeed, yes. So, uh, just technical gameplay stuff. How do I reflect that I spent a spell? I feel like you've explained this, but I'm not seeing... Oh, here we go. I just need to spend a level of that spell. Never mind. Galena would definitely be wanting to pet Sariel. She would want to scratch Sariel behind the ears and everything. <laughs> the real question is, is Sariel as accepting of head scratches in cat form as she is in bear form? All about them head scratches. Yeah. So what you're telling me is... As we're starting to walk towards the field, we have to stop because everyone runs over to pet her. 
No, just while you guys were talking. Oh, okay. probably. Or while she was meowing at you and you were, uh, damn it, what's that dog that people talk to and ask about whether yeah. people are in the well? Lassie. Lassie. Oh, Lassie. There you go. You were talking a la Lassie with her. Anyway, okay. So you guys mosey off into the surrounding wheat through the patches of shale rock that stick through it and eventually find yourself at the edge of a small clearing where the wheat is pressed down and broken. Gij, you notice only because she mentioned it that these are sick. The little buds where seed should be are just a little squishy and not spry as they should be. But you see exactly what she mentioned. Now, with your big lumbering human form having formed a path to it. So immediately I'm going to crouch down because that's a clearing. It's probably dangerous. It's not huge. It's bear-sized. Oh, well, still, it makes me cautious. And I'm going to roll a perception. Okay. See what I can figure out. Actually, hold on. So I, I think last time I took off my mask and you told me to do perception at disadvantage. I see up there I have a 20. Right, 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 right. Okay, then I'm just saying I'm going to take my mask and look around. Yes. Gij, roll a wisdom save real quick, mostly for cosmetic effect. Yep, because when I can't see something, I know I usually have to take my mask off for a moment. So I'm just going to pull it up to take a look. Wisdom save? There you go. Yep, I rolled a 19 on wisdom. Immediately, you startle back, but realize that this is not real, so to speak. But there is a giant mangy bear made of shadow. It appears to be leaking pus in many locations. And one of its eyes appears to be hanging out a little. Not as if it's been torn out, but as if it's something's pushing it tumorously from behind. And it stands looking into the the distance north of you. I'm going to tell her what I just saw and then say, you can't see that, can you? Nope. Well, Sariel would, uh... Meow? Yeah. Meow. Well, you'd meow, and I'd understand that's a nope. Yes. Do you know how we can fight it or avoid that? Because I could tell you it's there, but I don't know what it is. So do you know how we can kill it or go around it? Because I can tell you it's there, but I don't know what it is. I I think I want Eden's backup on this. Okay, then. So I guess we'll, we're going to walk back to the party because we prevented them from advancing past this dubious-looking spot. This is not in front of you. This is off the path, about mm. half a mile into the weeds, basically. I'm sorry, just checking, how would I be able, not that I don't want to, I want to, but how would I be able to help with this situation, specifically? Eden says as you get back. Magical lady backup. <laughs> you know magic, yo. You girls are like the magic people. I don't know magic. Grills? We that grills. That was so geesh, grills. Okay, well, see what we can do. Okay, y'all have a picnic. It's a little crowded around this place now. Because it's not like you have a cart or anything. Just a lot of you go and check this thing out. Unless Galena and Stan are very adamant about not leaving the road. Oh, hell no. I want to see this. Yeah, Galena's very curious. Okay, you guys are all standing around this little clearing that is now less obviously not disturbed the way that initially confused Sariel. But there is very clearly some bear prints and bear scat and nasty fur and sick plants. Are we going to die? Is something going to come and hunt us down in the night? Well, if we don't make any loud noises and disturb a lot, I mean, just do a magic check on it. Do your magic thing and you and Serial can do it and then hopefully it won't anger the bear that I'm looking at. You've had too long since put on your mask because the bears t- turned into other things and mm. weird farmers with scythes started hacking near you, got very unsettling. Mm. I have rolled a 20. Eden, you can tell that this is 100% not arcane magic. Aw, that's not exciting. This is very clearly some nature biz. 
Oh, okay. Well, that makes me less worried. Although I am really scared of giant creatures hunting us down in the night. I'm, I'm not really used to camping that much. Not that we're really fully camping, but you know what I mean. You hey, just want to put it out there. Do we think that this is a bear that has learned to burrow? A burrow bear, if you will. No. I saw it. It was a shadow bear. It was a shadow bear that was not visible. That's freaky. <laughs> Sten, roll a survival check real quick to determine if this is indeed the legendary burrow bear. Wait, did you did you tell us about the shadow bear? Well, yeah. I mean, when I went back to get Eden, I explained it. Okay, okay, okay. Ish is basically very emphatically telling you that there is still a bear there in this little clearing that is very smoky and creepy. Cool. What did you want me to roll? Survival. Very well. Amanda, sorry, interrupted you. What's going on? No, I was just trying to say earlier that Galena Ooh. probably was considering that it was a flying bear. Ah, reasonable. I rolled a five for survival. You don't think this thing burrowed, but you're not sure it didn't. Sticking my burrow shadow bear theory. I'm tiptoeing around, coming up from beneath us at any time. And it clearly senses vibrations. Right? That's how they get you. <laughs> Sandworm bear. All right. Almost as fearsome as owl bear. So Eden, uh, I would hope, would relate that it's not arcane magic. So would Sariel just kind of search her memory of nature stuff to see if she knows anything about this craziness? Nah, I'm going to keep it a secret. JK, JK. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. I'll, I'll repeat anything that I surmise. Okay. Roll that nature check, yo. Sariel has lots of information now. She's been told that there's a giant shadow bear standing in a clearing that seems to be empty, full of plaguey stuff. Sariel rolls another 13. You're nothing if not consistent. This is very clearly some druidic magic. It's very clearly tainted as well, but you're not sure from what or who. The only thing you have a vague inkling that you might remember a story that is similar to this. The DC is 15, history. Uh, I will roll that history. Can't believe you guys are putting uh, snake bears in the chat. It's very unacceptable. <laughs> I, I feel like this is what we have in store for us, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> sorry, what'd you roll? Uh, sorry, I rolled an 18 for history. Well, that succeeds. You remember, in addition to the other things you know about the Ashbound, is that one of the oldest was called the Plague Ursine. And it was, in fact, a man who went mad attempting to murder all those who he deemed civilized through plague. But according to the stories, he was long ago defeated, bound in a tree forever. I feel like we don't want to be standing in this field. It's so was intriguing, the, though. Was the tree, in fact, an ash tree? Bound in ash, as it were. They did believe in some poetic punishments. This is how Galena picks up on it. Well, if it's not disturbing us, I want to get going. I'm going to leave this here, unless you guys really want to investigate this. That's probably wise. Yeah, I'm good with moving on. Sorry, El, do you share this information or no? You've been pretty tight-lipped about the Ashbound so far. No, this is something that I'm definitely going to share. Guys, I've, I've heard stories about this, but I thought they were just stories. This is, this is bad news. Well, I don't think I can stab it, and I don't know what to do about it. So unless you know of a way to defeat this, I'm willing to let sleeping smoke bears lie. <laughs> <laughs> so the lot of you leave this little conundrum behind you and carry on down the road for the rest of the day. You see the walls of Oblik fade in the distance. And while you're walking, right before you are about to reach the first settlement that you think you can make just before nightfall, a trio of children run up from one of the nearby farms and accost you. The two younger girls sort of fawning over Eden, Galena, and Sariel 
talking Damn about how, talking about how their clothes are so cool in different ways, like Eden's so fabulous and Oh, little cuties. Sariel is so like, oh my goodness, she's like a wild woman. Unless Sariel's not there and then they're like, ooh, kitty. <laughs> when they see Galena, they just both gasp and go, oh, she's she's a bad girl. The boy behind them, a little bit older, just possibly coming out of puberty, you can still see some pockmarks on his face, has a long bow and a short sword. And he seems kind of like he's pretending to be bored, but he's pretty interested in a lot of you. Uh, sorry about my sisters. Uh, they They don't get out much. Oh, no, they're fine. We don't mind. Uh, that's that's nice of you. Are you guys headed up to Hamill's Crossroad? Yeah, we're headed in that direction. Well, uh, you'll hit Wickerham before nightfall if you keep walking. Did you come from Oblick? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact. I uh, I heard there's some bad stuff going on over there. The elves and lycanthropes and beasties. Well, actually, no, Obelik isn't dealing with a lycanthropy problem anymore. That has been put under wraps, thankfully. But yes, we were having some very serious scares with lycanthropy over the past few weeks. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, we had some stuff out here, too. And my parents are still scared. That's why they have me out with the little ones. They can't walk around by themselves. Some uh, Taka, big dogs, whatnot. Big dogs? Uh-oh. Mostly old people are scared of the dusky death, you know? They say it's real. And one of the little girls is like, we call him Moody Doo. Moody Doo? That's not as... If you're going to tell scary stories, little one, you got to get the name right. <laughs> but, but So what is the right name if it's not Moody Doo? The dusky death. It's uh this... Oh, right. But what the heck? So what, where does Moody Doo come from? I don't know. They make up weird names. I like and... Moody Doo better. Yeah, let's go with Moody Doo, actually. Galena raises her eyebrows at them and says, what are the symptoms of this? Yeah, should we be worried about this? Uh, it's just a story. Like, when you're about to die, this big scary dog shows up and looks at you through your window or through some door. And then you know you've only got a little bit of time left before the Raven Queen takes you. Uh... Okay. You guys are all aware of the Raven Queen. She is the goddess of death. Oh, I mean, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Indeed. Sorry about that. Just tossing out some lore at you. I want to roll medicine to know if I have heard of this in association with any real diseases. Okay. He goes on to describe that there have been a lot of people getting sick lately and just sort of brushes over their symptoms. Galena rolls a 17 medicine. They appear to be having a pretty virulent plague going on that's only being stopped by the fact that all the farmers live so far apart. Okay, so Galena's reaction to this will be she, she'll listen intently and it'll start to dawn on her what he's saying. She'll begin to become conflicted because she wants to stay and try to figure out the plague and how to solve it, but she also knows they all have a mission. So she's kind of quiet, but nervously playing with her hands and probably furring her brow, wondering how to address this with them. Mm. These kids walk with you for a little while. Do you ask them about anything specific? Mostly the little ones just gossip with you, whether you are listening or not. They tell you about, you know, oh my goodness, this girl likes this guy, but like he doesn't know and is going to get married to this other girl. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll, let's, let's say no longer in cat form. Would be very curious about when that field started to die. Do you point specifically at the field? 
Uh, if it's visible, yes. It's probably out of sight range, but when you describe the surroundings, they're like, oh, that's the Kenning farm. Didn't his old man claim to see Moody Doo last week? And they sort of argue about it, whether it's real or not. But at the end, they're like, eh, it's just a whatever. Did you see something? The wheat just doesn't look very healthy. Yeah, the harvest hasn't been very great. Some of the parents are getting pretty worried. And the older brother puts his hand on her shoulder and says, we don't talk about our problems with other people. That's our problem. Sariel wouldn't push the point, but would just kind of chew that over, I guess. Okay. Anybody else inquiring as to anything? No, I mean, usually talk to Sariel separate from the group at one point, but he doesn't have any comments for the kids. He's just sort of soaking it up. Just listen to the kids be youthful and, and silly. Are we okay. going to ask them if maybe they know of a place in the upcoming town or village that we can stay? That seems like a very reasonable thing for you to ask. <laughs> I will ask that thing. You ask that thing so hard, it gets asked. <laughs> okay. Do you want to ask that thing in, in character or no? Sure. So do any of the three of you happen to know of any place we might be able to crash for the night in town? There's only one place. It's the Mary Buck. And it's run by someone like you. She points at Stan really hard before her brother like slaps her hand down and says, Shh. Racist. I, I wasn't offended, kid. It's <laughs> you're good. You're good. Good to know I won't be with the weird guy in the room up that end. So I like it. Thumbs up. Let's go there. Wait, what? Someone said weird guy? Have you not been listening? They're saying that the no, inn is run. The oh, inn okay. is run by a half orc or an orc. <laughs> well, I, just, I I hear weird guy. And I think people are talking about me. No, no, uh, not about me. Always, case. always talking about you. When We're it comes not to talking weird, about yes. you, sir. We're talking about that tall gentleman right there. Oh, that's what? normal. I'm, I'm sorry, what's your name? And they like ever introduce, introductions around. So they're not being weird calling you the big guy. I will introduce myself as Sten, but also make it quite clear that big guy is acceptable. <laughs> the little girls are very pleased about this fact. And one of them attempts to climb you at some point. <laughs> I was wondering if this was going to happen. Yes, piggyback rides are acceptable. We can do this. <laughs> Once the other one finds out that it's, it's acceptable, you have a double piggyback ride. Sweet. Um... Anyway, so you guys walk with them for a little while before they eventually you pass over a small stream crossed by a stone bridge and they head off down the stream intent on getting some water. And you guys see in the distance the town they were talking about. And I cannot remember names for the life of me. I feel like it started with the W. Wickerham. Yes. Are these kids going all the way to town? No, they appear to be headed towards town to get water, and then they were coming back. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not accidentally kidnapping them. <laughs> no. They bounced at some point. They were just sort of headed uh, in the same direction as you. You guys have seen several carts and various other groups, some soldiers heading in the same direction that sort of hurry on past. But you see Wickerham. There is a small hill to the northeast of the town with a little fort on it. But otherwise, the town is made primarily of broken stone and thatch roofs. In the center of it, you can see a large and welcoming tavern. There is light and merriment coming out as the sun is setting. Are they thatched roof cottages? Thatch roof cottages! Cottages! <laughs> well, are they? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I'm worried about Trogdors hunting us down. Dragons exist. Maybe ones with beefy arms. We don't know. <laughs> That's what we played anyway. this game to find out. Yeah, it's the game is called Dungeons and Dragons, and we have yet to encounter a single dragon. Dagron. Dagron. So you guys are in town. Most of the hamlet is quiet, but the tavern seems to be doing pretty good business right now. As you approach, you can tell that maybe the whole town is in there. 
<laughs> wow. Something maybe something important's going on? They they're probably worrying about the snake bear. Okay. Or maybe snake this is all there is anything. to do. It's going to be there they called an emergency meeting about the snake bear. I'm calling it. All right, I'm I'll buy a round of shots for everybody. Eden busts in and yells, "I'm going to buy a round of shots for everyone." No. Unless it's your yeah, money. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I will say that just to the group, but I'm not going to say shots. I'll say if anyone wants a drink, first rounds on me. So you guys just all walk in? Sure. Okay. Um with Eden leading. I want to see what's going on. Go. I mean, for once, don't have to worry too much about terrifying people, presumably. So Presumably. Right as you enter the Merry Buck, there is a little wood carving of a buck prancing above the door. Otherwise, the building is stone. And the tables that you see inside are large slabs of shale that have been hauled here somehow. The seats and counters are all made of some form of tree stump that have been carved into various shapes. You can see that this place is packed to the gills with people sitting in every single chair and standing because there's nowhere left to sit. In the center, you hear a man yelling, don't worry, I'll, you know, I will tell that story again. And then one more time after that, if you buy another drink. And then there's a big... And we will cut for the evening. It's an exciting cliffhanger. That is quite the cliffhanger. Indeed. With that, our heroes have encountered a ghastly vision and made their way to the Merry Buck, but many questions still remain. Can Sten walk without rhythm so he doesn't attract the bear worm? Will everyone in the tavern think Eden is a fancy lady like the kids did? Will Guige be able to see anything that isn't terrifying? Will Zariel appreciate head scratches in all of her forms? Will Glenna's music be a hit with all the people of Ulkerham? Find out next time on Sometimes Heroes. So cool! Like the oh, best. All the cool oh. bits. Yeah, there's like there's a place where there was a bear, but now there's not a bear, and I think I need to redo these lines because people are walking upstairs. I don't know. Creek, creek, creek. Molly's back. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Why was that so adorable? That voice always like takes me to surprise. Winter announced your your return with an anime voice. Oh. Oh, that was Winter. Okay. It's like, wait, what? I thought you somehow customized your entry voice and there was some wave file that played or something. I was very impressed. No, no. Now I feel bad about running this game because I feel like Winter could do way more NPCs than I can. Oh god, no. Make her do it. I can do like one obnoxious voice. And well, actually... Oh, do you no. want to play an NPC? Oh god. <laughs> Turning into a musical number. Oh god. <laughs>